Welcome to History Makers. Today our guest is Rod Wakefield, CEO of The Coffee Club. Rod has also worked with World Vision, Amy's Jewellers, and is also involved in the music team at Kenmore Baptist Church. Welcome, Rod. It's good to be with you this morning. Thanks very much for coming along today. Uh, so tell me, Rod, how do you like your coffee? Well, my coffee is uh, usually a flat white, and uh, recent times I've been uh, asking for the skinny flat white. Mm-hmm. But I must say that after a, a nice lunch, a, uh, a short latte with a touch of caramel in it, Adds value, I can tell you. I'm a big caramel latte man myself as well. That's, That's good. good. And there's a coffee club not too far away from you, Matt, is there? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Uh, tell me, Rod, how did you get involved with the coffee club? Well, it's a bit of a long story, I suppose. I mean, first of all, spending uh, time with in retail with Amy's Jewellers, and uh, that's an interesting story in itself. And uh, towards the end of the time, Angus and Coote actually bought out Amy's, uh, probably in the early 90s, but... Amy's had a uh, had a branding statement which was called the Family Jewelers, and one year one of the directors said, "Look, uh, instead of sending our staff Christmas presents every year, uh, let's do something perhaps um, a little bit different." And uh, he said, "Why don't we call up one of those organisations that support children?" So I rang World Vision and said, "Look, we're looking at supporting 35 to 40 children." Uh, in the same area, and they rang me back very quickly, might I say, uh, and they came back and saw me. And uh, so we started uh, supporting these children that lived on and off a rubbish dump in Thailand. And I became very interested in the work of World Vision, wonderful organisation. And so when Amy's came to a stage where they sold to Angus and Coote, uh, I became more involved with World Vision and ended up working for, for World Vision. And that at the end of some of the projects that I'd been doing with World Vision, this opportunity with the coffee club came up. And uh, it's been a very exciting time over the last eight years as we've expanded. Well, Coffee Club, everyone knows it as the place where I'll meet you. Mm. How many coffee clubs are there in Australia now? Well, there's 125 as I speak, and uh, we're also expanding overseas at the same time, so it's a very, very busy uh, time ahead of us, but very exciting. You're obviously very busy. Mm. How do you juggle your family life and running an internationally... A uh, successful story like the coffee club. Mm. I'm not sure I'm very good at that at all. Uh, matter of fact, it's only recent that I took on board uh, somebody's comment. Matter of fact, I think it was Chris Foley, the MLA for, for Queensland, who was saying that one of the things that he endeavours to do is to put his holidays in the calendar first and then he puts various times with his family in the calendar and then everything fits around that. I think they were wise comments. I don't think I'd get it uh, right every time at all. But it seems to work out. Um, But we are extremely busy uh, to juggle not only the opening of stores, but also to juggle the expansion and bringing and recruiting and selecting the right people as we grow uh, is a difficult process. So tell us a little bit about your involvement with World Vision. When I started with World Vision, uh, I just started in uh, working in Queensland here and working with some of their... um, their fundraising activities, uh, particularly with the 40-hour famine, with child sponsorship. And my role in Queensland was the state manager here in Queensland. Uh, Because of my background, I was invited to become part of a team that looked at the structure of World Vision Australia 
and we did what was called a business process flow. So we looked at all of the business processes in the organisation in, in Australia and then we began to restructure that. And towards the end of that, I had a phone call from the Vice President of World Vision International and they were going to go through a similar sort of process uh, looking at the restructure of World Vision International. And he said, would you like to become involved in this? Um, so I did, and that was just a wonderful experience of being uh, working with a team of people from around the world and what was the result of that was a five-chapter report called Organising for the 21st Century. I think it's such an important ministry, World Vision. Like you look at you know disasters that happen around the world, uh, World Vision always seems to be on call. They always go mm. there and they're always part of uh, the uh, the support team that, that helps at those areas. How important do you think it is for, for us here in the West that we sponsor children, that we actually care about someone else other than our own country? Well, it's very important. I think in Australia over the last few years we've seen um, certainly a greater emphasis on on giving, uh, that um, Australia has become, I think, a much more benevolent style of, of a country and uh, the masses amount of money that was raised for the tsunami appeal uh, was just phenomenal. Mm. So I think people's hearts uh, have changed in relation to that in the last, perhaps the last 10 years or so. Mm. And I think it's fantastic to be involved with developing countries and if, you, if people are out there that are supporting children, I would encourage them wherever possible to go and visit some of these countries, your life will be transformed because that's what we did with Amy's. Our successful staff, the top staff, had a trip to Hong Kong every year, but what we tried to do is we tried to go and get them to meet with the World Vision staff and spend a day or two uh, with the World Vision staff as well. That's when they came back and talked about transformation in their lives. How important do you think it is for a business uh, to be able to have that vision to support um, someone other than their own staff and their shareholders. It's very important because it develops a tight culture in the organisation and that's why in those days uh, with, with Amy's we chose an organisation like World Vision and uh, everybody got very, very close together about that. I mean, every store is supporting a child. They had the photo of that child. Um, I think uh, for organisations to get more and more involved in that, I think it's very important. But I would also like to say this, and that is that I have no problems with an organisation, a business organisation, getting involved with a charitable organisation that where there is a win-win situation. I, I think the days are gone where somebody just digs into their pocket as far as a business is concerned and says, well, look, I'll give you, you know, $200,000. You've got shareholders to report back to. I think if you're going to give those sort that amount of money, it's got to be for a good reason that is a win for the organisation and a win for the charitable organisation as well. And I think more and more businesses are becoming aware of that. Mm, that's good. That's very good. Now, I also heard you speak recently at a, a fundraising breakfast and you spoke about encouragement in the workplace. This is a very strong theme of mine. I try to pick up a, a word at the beginning of a year and uh, as a leader and a manager in, in what is becoming a fairly major organisation, I try to have that word to be the theme of everything that uh, we do throughout the year. And this year it's been the word encouragement. You see, I really do believe that one of the things that, that is what it means to be human 
is that we we love to be encouraged and to be affirmed in the work that we do. And sometimes I don't think that needs to be terribly formal. I think it just needs to be a uh, some sort of appreciation, some sort of quick feedback. You know, I appreciate that, Matt, what you did the other day, that sort of thing. And I think that builds culture and it builds a very powerful style of organisation. For our business, where we our mission is not so much coffee. I mean, we will always have excellent coffee. But our mission statement says that we are to provide a welcoming, relaxed meeting place, enriching contemporary lifestyle. Now, if you're going to do welcoming well, you've got to be an encourager. And I just love to see people with that kind of ministry of encouragement. It, it has an enormous impact on any organisation. That's very good advice, very powerful. Uh, a few things about Rod Wakefield. Tell me, uh, what are your favourite books? What are you, what are you into reading? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not the sort of person, Matt, that can come out to you and start quoting a whole lot of books, but uh, I am uh, challenged by sport. I see a lot in, uh, in life and in management and in leadership Sports a great example of it happening, and it's often in in uh, quite extreme situations. I've just finished reading one of the books uh, written by Lance Armstrong. Now that was fascinating, and fascinating to see him working through the the challenge of cancer, uh, but also the challenge. And and I see he's being further accusations and allegations about drugs, and the way in which he's working through that. And then to see that he has won, you know, seven of these Tour de France's is just uh, absolutely amazing. So I'm challenged by it all That's that. That's great. Well, it sounds like you're into some good stuff there. Now um, you mentioned before the purpose driven life. Um, you were involved in in uh, the Saddleback Church for a while with Rick Warren. One of the world's best-selling books, Purpose Driven Life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a great time. Uh, because I was uh, working with World Vision uh, International, which is based out of Los Angeles, and I knew that this wasn't going to go on forever, although I had quite a few trips backwards and forwards, uh, I knew that when I was over there for five and six weeks at a time, it was best to get out there and be involved. And I'd heard about this Saddleback Church. So this goes back to about 1997. And I went down to um, – I used to drive an hour – every Saturday night to go to Saddleback. And uh, on the Sunday, I spent most of my time in a church called Grace Community Church, with which some of your listeners would know it was John MacArthur's church. And both were fantastic, but very different. But at Saddleback, what just amazed me was that um, it was just so relevant to the community. The messages were so relevant, and it's it's so clear now. I mean, here we've got a, an, a, a church that now has six congregations with four or 5,000 people in every congregation. They're doing something really right where mm. people are wanting to come along and, and listen. It's no big hard sell. It's something that... Uh, that is now the Rick has put together this the purpose driven church the purpose driven life. I think the next book that's about to come out is called the Purpose Driven Community, and no doubt that will have an impact across the world as well. Okay, now tell us a bit about your faith journey. You grew up in the church. Was there a time mm. in your life where you converted, or was it just a gradual process? I was privileged to be brought up in a in a Christian home, and uh, uh, that's been uh, a foundation of my life. But I'm now along life's journey where I, I look at all of this and I think to myself that um, it's been – I've lived uh, a life which has had some deep valleys. Uh, I've uh, lived a life that's had some wonderful mountaintops. Uh, as I look back is that I see a real consistency in the way in which God has dealt with my life. 
and and I can just look back now and say, well, over these years, God has continued to be faithful with me, even though I've had failures, and one might hope that there's been a few successes in there as well. Um, so my faith journey now is to look back and to really be thankful for I can really sing those old hymns Matt with some gusto that they that God's grace is amazing uh, with someone like me and that his faithfulness is is just great and that he's just there with me at all times now if someone came to you and said Rod I know you're a Christian um, I'm interested in your faith what do I do about it what, what would your answer be what would your advice be to someone yeah, it's a good, good question that you're putting me on the uh, uh, the metal with there. Uh, I think that I would go back to saying that that um, the first thing that that needs to be done is to that people need to see uh, something that is different in people's lives, and uh, I would be able to say to them, like many, that you could you know go to the scriptures and here are a number of verses which I would like to take you to to show you why you should be um, why you might like to be looking at um, you know becoming a Christian, but um, and and some of those um, verses uh, in, found in Romans, particularly Romans ten and nine, um, that if we confess with our mouth that we, we really want Jesus to be Lord and Master of our lives, uh, then He wants to come into our life. Uh, I would uh, demonstrate some of those particular verses, but I I really think that the pressure, if you like. Uh, and I think this is changing in our society, that one stage there used to be very overt gospel messages. I think that's changed. I think that World Vision noticed, noticed this, is that World Vision is a Christian organisation, but it began to realise that there are many countries that it goes into that it cannot proselytise in any way, shape or form. So the challenge there is on us as individuals to live out the person of Christ in our lives. And I would hope that more than anything else, that uh, as people come... And and ask that kind of question. They're coming because they see a changed life. Uh, that, to me, is the, the critical issue. Very powerful. Thank you so much for coming in. And uh, I pray that uh, God will bless you with your, your ministry at the coffee club as well as your, your work at the coffee club. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> God bless you. Thanks very much. History.